Hey guys, this is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MF CEO Project, featuring Andy Frisella, the man who delivers the truth so heavily that every word he speaks weighs a thousand pounds. Hey, it's the holidays. Are you grateful? Andy says that two of the most powerful words in the English language are thank and you. That's today's podcast. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm your host, Andy Frisella, and I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler and Ben Newman. What's up, guys? What's going on? It's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. Yeah. Holidays are here. It's hard to, uh, here in Missouri, man, right now, it's like 70 degrees. I know, it sucks. It's like weird, not holiday feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I see the Christmas lights up, and I feel hot. Those <laughs> things don't go together for people that live in, like, traditional climate zones. You know what I mean? Yeah, you look hot. You just, you know... What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so today, <laughs> today, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking, we were talking uh, before we started about how different the childhood experience is now versus like when we grew up, you know, and um, <laughs> I know I talk a lot about video games and people like, oh, playing video games to waste time and blah, 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 but like. Whose fault is that really? You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, you know, when I was a kid, man, like we'd be out in the yard, like digging holes. You know what I'm saying? Like just doing <laughs> shit, yeah. like dig you holes. called in for dinner. Yeah. yeah right, yeah. man. Like, like the lights came on. It's time to go in to eat. You know what I mean? We'd like my dad give us like a box of nails and like a two by four. And like we would fucking make a go kart out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We would just do shit. Yeah. Nowadays, like you show a kid a fucking hammer. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he knows what a fucking thermonuclear weapon is from Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Like, what what is the deal with... I mean, is it? I don't have any kids, so I'm asking, you know, you like, Ben, you would know. Like, I mean, is, what is this? I, 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 I walk home from a day of work. I walk in from a, a trip from speaking or whatever it might be, and my son wants that iPad before he wants to give me a hug. Yeah. I mean, I got to straighten <laughs> that kid out and say, boy, you better come over here. And tell your dad hello before you go for that iPad. It's it's it's, it's a wild world. I but never dude, like, thought it would be like it's that. It's like, yeah, but think about, like, raising a kid now. You know, you just fucking buy them a couple of those, you know, games and fucking let them go. And they go for 12 hours straight. Did you guys play Army when you were little? Yeah, man. Yeah. We I play, don't feel like anybody plays no, Army anymore. Oh, we play guns. Yeah, we nobody play plays Army anymore. You can't even play fucking tag anymore, man. Yeah. It's assault. G.I. Joe used to be the big thing, you know. You could buy those. Remember those plastic uh, M16s you could buy? That was pretty cool. Dude, remember laser tag? Oh, yeah. Dude, laser yeah. tag. Yeah. Dude, you. I don't even know. I was wondering this. We live right up the street from uh, Toys R Us, and I was wondering, like, do they even sell toy guns anymore? Like, could you buy toy guns? Uh, I think, th I th like, laser guns, things that look clearly like But they're, they're like fucking guns. neon yellow, right? Yeah. They're not like. Yeah. No, they're they not, they're like not guns, authentic right? or anything. They're not M16s. Yeah. Or, yeah. Man, jailbreak. Jailbreak. <laughs> jailbreak. You never played Jailbreak? What is that? One of those? Or Hotbox? Hotbox? That sounds... You guys... Oh, man. Really? <laughs> man, you're one of them weirdos. No, Hotbox was a baseball game. You ran from, you ran from one oh, point yeah, to yeah, one yeah. point? Yeah. 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 Right. Dude, we, we had a... Uh, we, we, we were baseball players, so we played baseball yeah. in the backyard every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, had, we played with a tennis ball and like a stickball bat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, here's the question for Andy, and you will lose all credibility if you can't answer this. 
on the original Tecmo Bowl game, who was the player that was ridiculously better than everybody else on that game? The the original Tecmo Bowl. The original it, it Tecmo was, Bowl. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think it was either Herschel Walker or it was it was uh, Lawrence Taylor. What do you think, Ben? Bo Jackson. It was Bo Jackson. Yeah, and there was also one. Well, you gave that ball to Bo Jackson, and it was game <laughs> it over. Was, was that, it? that and then oh, when man. they came out the ne- with the next version of it that had Deion Sanders, it was ridiculous. Like everybody else was about six times slower. But like, than dude, Deion. even when we all play video games, we were yeah. kids. We still did other shit. Now I feel yeah. like the kids just fucking play video games. Yeah. Like, they don't do anything else. And, like, what, you know, what is that going to end up being? You know, I mean, what what is that going to produce, you know? I don't know. I'm picturing uh, Andy's kids <laughs> opening up their presents on Christmas morning and getting, like, a hammer. Fuck and yeah. Just, just different tools. They're, I will shop at Home Depot, man. They're going right. to get, like, a fucking, they're going to get, like, a tool belt and, like, a fucking hammer. Dude, that shit's cool. I, dude, I get, still walk through Home Depot and buy shit I don't need because it's, like, cool. They're going to get pallets of bricks. Dude, and then they're, they're, they're gonna, you're gonna, if you're a man and you can walk through Home Depot without wanting to buy shit that you don't need, you're not a fucking man. That's true. Period. That's true. You start growing your vagina right now. <laughs> you know I'm right. Dude, you know I'm right. That's true. Vaughn, you probably know from experience I'm right, huh? Growing that <laughs> vagina for a while. Yeah. Well, it's taken a while, but I've got, I've got it perfected. <laughs> so anyway, look, here we are, all right? We're, 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 we're a couple days away from Christmas. Um, you know, part of what like got me talking about the video games earlier was that we have, you know, every year, man, it's, what is it? Like it used to be black Friday was the day Christmas started and Christmas lights went up. Now it's like, you know, October 1st, you're hearing fucking 24 hour day Christmas music before it's even Halloween. And you're seeing Christmas sales in fucking August. I mean, it's just turned into like this huge commercialized, you know, extravaganza to make a profit, you know? And I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like, you know, what I want to talk about today is, is it goes along with, like, the true meaning of Christmas. I realize not everybody here is a Christian, but, I mean, it, everybody could get down with, like, being good to one another and having some gratitude for what, you know, you have in life and spending time with people that matter and not putting all your focus on material items. I mean, yeah. You know, um, and I know the fucking douchebag out there right now said, dude, Andy, you drive Lamborghinis to talk about fucking material (laughs) items. Yeah, motherfucker. I also drove pieces of shit for longer than you've been born. All right. So exactly. The reality of the situation is that, you know, people get lost in the in the idea of what it means, you know, to have gratitude. Right. You know, and that's that's what I wanted to kind of dig into today, because I feel like as a society, Especially when you're a success-minded, aggressive, hustle-minded person, it's easy to let the idea of gratitude slip through your fingers. And because you're always focused on what you're going to do next and what you don't have and how much progress you need to make, that you lose sight of what you have. And, and that's a dangerous place to be because when you get in that place of, of, of losing sight of how good you truly do have it, you become pretty miserable because you're in a zone of having wanting things that you don't have, whether it be progress, whether it be material items or income or whatever. Um, and you're not appreciating how good you have it on top of that or how far you've come. And it's a, it's a dangerous balance slash slippery slope for, I think, 
a lot of entrepreneurial minded people, success minded people where they get in a zone of total frustration because they're not where they want to be. When in reality, you know, where they are is a thousand times better than where they started. Right. You know what I mean? And I think people lose sight of that. It doesn't have to do with just gifts or anything. I just figure like with Christmas being a couple days away, it's probably a good idea to, you know, bring this topic up because yeah. I see it a lot. Yeah. Can I, can I make a request? Yeah. Well, in the spirit of Christmas, you know, you got the Christmas lists. I actually just put together a list of all the things that you've said kind of over the years yeah. about, uh, well, maybe over the year, uh, about thankfulness and gratitude. So I'm going to just kind of feed you that list and you, you can, you know, Hey man, you can wax eloquent on that. You know, it's and and can, and ben, I, I just think it's something can, people ben struggle. Ben can with. add fire to the. I mean, fireplace. Ben, you know, like you deal with a lot of guys too. Like I, I deal with a lot of guys who come to me completely frustrated, and I look at them, and I, from an outside point of view, and I'm like, bro, you're fucking killing it. Like you're doing a great job, and they're like completely frustrated because they're unable to be thankful for what they've accomplished or what they have or what they they've been you know blessed with. Um, in terms of, you know, where they are in life and from where they started. You know what I mean? They're unable mm-hmm. to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And there's two ways to look at that. You know, some people are like, well, I always want to look forward. and never want to look back. But <clears throat> I found that ultimately that creates a lot of frustration for people. I yeah. mean, what you- my, my perspective comes from my mom. I mean, many of, you, many of you know, listening, that I lost my mom 11 days before my eighth birthday. She left a journal behind that was where she unleashed her positive mental attitude. And she had a part in her journal that said, why did it take me getting sick to appreciate all the most important relationships in my life? And so it's hard for me to say that, but you know, it's also my mother's transparency. That's so powerful to actually write that in the journal, knowing it would come to, you know, to me one day that we can't wait. You can't wait to get sick. Like wherever you are in terms of of success for you, you do have to celebrate it. You do have to appreciate it. You have to be grateful for it. Don't spend too much time there because you got to continue to work, but don't forget that to count the blessings and to be grateful for the people that are in your life. Dude, I had a real, I had an experience a few years ago. Um, and it wasn't me getting stabbed, which we've told that story before, but it was, uh, I don't know if we've even talked about this before, but I had a, uh, I was getting real bad headaches and anxiety and like numbness in my fingertips and just just weird shit going on um, with my body. I don't know. It was 2012, right before I got married, and um, I was getting these super bad headaches. And so I went in to the doctor, and he didn't know what was going on. So then he referred me to a neuro specialist. I went into them. They did a CAT scan, and they found a mass in my brain that was abnormal. Okay, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know if it was a tumor, if it was a uh, assist what if it was supposed to be there if it wasn't supposed to be there so for two weeks I had to wait until they could figure out what it was and during those two weeks I'm thinking like fuck dude I got brain cancer I'm gonna fucking die you know what I mean and <clears throat> dude it ended up being a pineal cyst which apparently you're born with and it's just supposed to be there I guess mm. on some people mm. um and <clears throat> the moral of the story is during those two weeks dude I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, God, dude, you know, look at all, look at all the life experience that you've wasted and that you've, that you've not, I don't know. Like I just looked around and what I, all the shit that everybody else sees that I accomplished. I'm like, fuck, that's not even what it's about. You know what I mean? It was like, a, it was like almost like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It was like almost like God's way of putting shit in perspective for me. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And like yeah. saying, Hey dude. You need to like appreciate some of this other shit that you have. Yeah. And, um, you know, that kind of got me back in line in terms of 
of being appreciative for, you know, things that other than the bottom line of the company, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that happening because it helped me see that. But the truth of the matter is a lot of people never get that wake up. You know what I mean? A lot of people never get a slap in the face and they have a hard time seeing how good they have it compared to other people. You know what I mean? Which keeps them in a fucking frustrated, you know, zone where they can't feel good. You know, last week I went back to Manhattan, Kansas, where I used to live for about nine years because one of the guys that had been in my church, he was dude was like 49 and all of a sudden he died of a heart attack and uh you know not to continue the the uh the morbid you know emphasis on death here right. but but i was really inspired because i went like i went i mean I'm, my heart breaks for his family and everything but like this place the, the whole church it was, it was standing room only and he was very successful i mean he was an instructor at k-state but really he had lived his life to prioritize people he had lived his life to 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 be characterized by the right things you know being right. thankful to people and it and it's just I, I don't know like i drove home really impacted going all right i don't want to die a total loser like i want to die having treated people really well i want to have have committed my life to the right things and uh sometimes i mean it, it is morbid but sometimes like what you say like you had a brush with thinking you were gonna die right i actually went to a funeral ben you experienced the loss of your mom i mean there's a common thread there and that is we're not going to be here all you know, we're, we're not gonna, yeah, be and here. I think a lot of people lose sight of that, yeah. We, yeah, and so you know? it's 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 a tough thing to think about sometimes, but I it's it's important to 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 think about that. <clears throat> well, and, the thing, and when we talk about gratitude, like that's what we're talking about, right? Like, we're talking about getting in a state or a mind state of gratitude. The reality is, you know, this is a success based podcast, um, and having a mindset of gratitude is crucial and important to having success mm-hmm. it's not a feel-good fuzzy you know uh butterflies thing you know what i mean like right. you know i don't i'm not down with that shit usually you know and and the truth of it is is that if you're not able to 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 mentally put yourself in a state of gratitude on purpose you're gonna have a very frustrating time moving forward which actually contributes to you know you either changing your mind or quitting or being discouraged or having all the negative emotions that you know, you have with a struggle because success is a struggle for everybody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can't consciously put yourself into a state of being thankful for where you are, the opportunities you have, the successes you've had on demand, which is what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, mm-hmm. you're going to have a very hard time being successful, if not being impossible to be successful, because what's going to happen is you're going to get, you're going to go down the path. You're going to, you're going to deal with the struggles. You're going to get frustrated you're going to feel like the whole world's against you. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel, you know, mad. And you're going to eventually say, fuck this. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So let's start at the most ba- basic level because I, uh, on the first, the first quote from you on my list is, is a good one. It's one I've heard you say again and again. And that is that thank you are the two most powerful words in the English language. And I, I've, heard, I've heard you long enough to know that when, when you say powerful, you mean they're motivating. They're motivating. So what, I mean, what do you mean by that? Like how, how does somebody harness the power of thank you? Is that for your own life or is, or I'm sorry, is that just for your own life or is that also in, in the way that you relate to other people and motivate other people and work with them in, in a business setting? Well, first of all, it's both, right? It feels mm-hmm. good to thank somebody who's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you recognize somebody and say, Hey, you know, thank you. You're doing a good job. Thank you. You did this for me. And, and just giving that gratitude feels good. It helps put you in a place of, of a more steady, personality 
you know, uh, I guess, you know, just I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but it just puts you in a good place. Um, but also, you know, if you're in work in a work environment, you know, <clears throat> thank you could be looked at as like a currency, and this is how I look at it. You know, like when somebody's doing a good job, you know, it's not very practical to walk around with fucking fifty dollar bills and say, hey, here. Hey, here, hey, here, you know, you did a good job. And like, it's thank you, a genuine thank you could be thought of as currency when it comes to like your employees or your coworkers or your superiors, because people appreciate being appreciated, you know, and it, and a lot of times, you know, especially with like certain employees, you're going to have their idea of success isn't the same idea of success that you have. So their idea of success might not be, I'm going to be a millionaire. Maybe their idea of success, is I'm going to make fifty, sixty thousand dollars and I'm gonna have all this free time to spend with my family. So they're not money orientated. So whenever you say thank you, I appreciate you, you know, you you could give a lot of value there without, you know, even more value than it would be to say, here's a ten thousand dollar bonus to them. Mm-hmm. They don't value things. It took me a long time to figure that out because like I was always very money motivated. Um but as a as a superior and as as somebody who is uh running a company, you know, learning how to say thank you and meaning it uh, and showing it on a regular basis is, a, is an extremely important skill, you know? What I think you... say, saying it and meaning it is a really, really important yeah, point. Yeah, dude. Everybody knows when you mean it and when you don't mean it. One of the things I try to do is I never, I will never shortchange or shortcut thank you. It's like in a text message to people on our team because so much business today is done via email or text message. I, I am very intentional to never put THX for thanks. I always put thank you. Like, right. I... I may shortcut some things in terms of shortening them, but I will always spell out thank you because those words are so powerful. Well, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and people don't, it's like the phrase, I love you. Like people are so used to saying they don't fucking mean it. Right. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> it's the same thing. You know, when you give somebody a firm handshake and look them in the eye and you say, thank you very much, man, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate the effort that you're putting in. Dude, that could be more impactful than a raise. It could be more impactful than you know, recognition amongst the company. It just is a, is a genuine thing that, that makes both parties respect each other more and, and feel good and ultimately become more productive together as a team. You know? So what would you say to the guy who says, Andy, you say thank you for a gift or you say thank you for a favor. The point is, is that people who do work for you are earning money. They're not, so, so it's, why should I say thank you? I pay them. That should be that, enough. I mean, if you want to think that way, you're thinking that that's the old school way of business. You know what I mean? Right. The reality of, of the situation nowadays is that there's too many companies that are willing to recognize somebody, um, and that understand this level of relation. I mean, dude, it used to, you got to think about how business has evolved, man. It's evolved from basically, you know, indentured servitude or even slave labor. Like, you know, you get paid a penny a week to work for my, and you're fucking lucky to have a job. Well, it's evolved to where now, you know, if you don't value your employees or you don't create a culture of valuing your employees, there's plenty of other options out there. You know what I mean? There's not everybody here starving. You know, the reality, I mean, fucking government, I don't want to get into it, but fucking dude, they pay just as much minimum wage now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you want to keep your employees in a good place and per- productive, and I think that's the difference, right? Like, you know, people who have that attitude of, oh, well, you're lucky to have a job here and my reward, your reward is you get paid. They're going to produce X. Well, and if, if, if you came to work or if they come to work and you appreciate them and you show them value and you show them that they're appreciated, 
They're going to produce X plus. And if you're really good at doing it, they're going to be X plus plus. So it's all about what you want to get on your return for investment. And to be completely honest, if you're a businessman who thinks like what you just said, and you're missing out on X plus plus because you're too fucking stubborn to understand the, the value of, of appreciating people, you're not a good businessman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same as returning. Uh, would you would you rather put your money in an account that produced seven percent interest or one that produced eleven percent interest? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. It's the same thing. Right. So and I, like a lot, I, I run into a lot of guys who have big giant egos who think that's you know, dude, these guys are lucky to fucking work for me. No, motherfucker, you're lucky to be in a position to have them work for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So obviously, it's entrepreneurial podcast and and. I know that you've had a lot of people, and this is to the second point on my list. I know you've had a lot of people say, Andy, I'm at my best. I'm at my peak when I'm really pissed off, when I'm angry, when I just want to prove people wrong. And I've heard you say, and this is you know the second quote on the list, I've heard you say that like anger and getting pissed off, you know that works a little bit, but in the long term, it's not going to work. In the long term, you have to fuel your motivation by gratitude. Well, or with gratitude, not by <clears throat> gratitude. Everybody's wired different, man. You know, I personally respond good to negative motivation. Like when I'm upset, I work fucking hard. I come up with good ideas. When I'm frustrated, I come up with good ideas. That's because I'm good at personally at taking negative emotion and turning it into productive action. All right. So listen to what I just said. Taking negative emotion, turning it into productive action. Huge key for most people if they want to learn how to be successful because things aren't always going to go your fucking way. You know what I mean? And most people take the negative emotion and they go home and they cry and stick their head in their fucking sand. You know, so I'm a little different than most people, but, um, you know, as you work on your goals, you you know, you're always going to be looking forward. The focus is always going to be what's ahead. And you have to think about, are you still going to feel good when all your goals are out of reach about where you are? This is kind of what I said whenever we were in the, in the beginning of the podcast is like successful people are so success minded and so focused on what they don't have yet that they ignore everything they do have, which puts you in a state of total frustration of driving yourself insane. And if you sit in that space long enough, you're going to quit. You're going to find something else. You can only take so much of it. Trust me. I know, you know, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. You're going to quit. You're going to do something, you know, that makes no sense. That's a total reactive move. Um, You're not going to be able to keep your strategy together. You're not gonna be able to keep the respect of your employees it's just a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like, dude, what happens when you're in that frustrated zone is you come into your work and you, you, you know, you yell at everybody for no fucking reason. You, you just become a piece of shit to be around. Right. So it's important to remember on a daily basis, what it is that you have that's, you know, that you should be grateful for. Does that whole balance between, you know, the anger and the negative emotion that you turn into positive, does does that on the one hand and then and then contentment on the other hand and, and gratitude on, you know, along with contentment, does that figure into your whole concept of aggressive patience? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. First of all, aggressive patience, if you haven't listened before, it's 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 a concept that that, that I've come up with is, you know, the idea of time is always going to be a factor in your progress and you have to understand that and you have to be patient. And during that lag time, when you're waiting for things to actually materialize, you've got to be aggressive and do every little thing that you possibly can. So that's what aggressive patient means in a nutshell. Um, 
But yes, you know, there's two sides to being grateful. There's the side of it keeping you sane because you're so aggressive, you know, and you're, you're, you're being frustrated because you're not where you want to be. You're impatient. You want to grow. You want to do this. Let's take a step back and be grateful for what we have and what we have accomplished and the, and the opportunities we do have in front of us is very, very similar to the idea of aggressive patience. Because if you don't, a lot of people will focus on the gratitude so hard that they become content with what they have. You know what I mean? So instead of being aggressive, they just become, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, they, they, I think a lot of people tell themselves, they're, I'm just being patient or I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. When in reality, you know, they're just happy where they are. I think a lot of times that happens when they're about to face adversity or they can see adversity, that content behavior comes in. I just, yeah, I just, I'll say I'm grateful for being here rather than recognizing that through the tough times, when you focus on solutions rather than problems, which is really the mindset I've found with the most successful people, when you look back on the situations, you may not feel grateful for it then, but some of the no's and rejection I faced in my life, I am Best so, things ever so, happened to you. so grateful. Right. I mean, yeah. I was engaged for 13 hours. 13 freaking hours, right? <laughs> Fucking, I'm sorry, Vaughn, before you before you catch me there. I was engaged for 13 hours. I look back now, that is the greatest no I've ever heard in my life. I would not be sitting here with all of you. I would not be on this podcast right now if that girl would have said yes past the 13 hours, right? I am so grateful. I think back to 2010, a period of time in business where when I was in the midst of it, I wanted to quit. I felt like I was alone. I'm paying thousands upon thousands of dollars. I mean, I had this wild success in the insurance and investment business, finally hit some hardship. And now when I look back on it, I'm so grateful because it made me human. It made me be able to connect with an audience, to connect with people, to go, I know what it's like to want to just absolutely quit and be done and then all the people who truly care about you, they're the ones who come out in those moments. They're the ones who pick you up off that mat alive. So I'm grateful I've gone through business adversity. I'm grateful that I heard no after 13 hours from the girl that I was engaged to because it gives you the life that you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I think <clears throat> that's when you really have gratitude kind of mastered, you know, is whenever you can look at like even the most negative situations that people would say, oh, my God, that's such a huge tragedy. And you could find the good lesson in that, you know what I mean? Which goes into the same thing we talk about with failure when people fail and then they, it either shuts them down completely or they're able to recognize the lesson they learn and move forward in a productive manner. Gratitude, mastering the idea of gratitude is right along those same tracks. I think, you know, right. I mean, you have to be able to look to teach yourself to look for the good and <clears throat> you know, I think that's an acquired habit. I don't think it's something people are born with. You know, I wasn't always like that. Like, th bad shit used to happen. I'd be like, oh, my God, you know, this is terrible. I can't believe this happened, you know, and, and just like everybody else does. And now when, ba when bad things happen, you know, I almost immediately, within, you know, an instant, I start thinking, all right, well, what do we learn about this? What do we, you know, what's, what are we going to use to move forward? Another point to clarify, because I know you're very clear on this, when people misunderstand. Like, for instance, when you get stabbed, you're not going around saying, oh, I'm so glad I got stabbed. So no. you're not necessarily thankful for what happened. You're thankful for the good that came a result of what happened. And so I think that's a, that's a key. I mean, we're not, we're not telling people to go around, you know, I don't know, if they lose their job. Man, I'm so thankful I left my, lost my job. No, but you no, can turn it into a productive asset right. in your personality right. by figuring out why you lost your job, you know, 
what can you do not lose your next job and moving forward with those tools and finding a, a positive solution, right? That type of mindset Andy's talking about. And then you just have faith and belief that it's going to work out right. and that you're going to get past the negativity. Right. I mean, you're not, not going to live it. You're not going to lose your job and then never get another job. Right. I mean, for some people, they're challenged right now in the workforce, but you just you can't hold on to it. You got to find ways right. to move, move right. forward and be positive. Right. I think one of the funnier points that you've made on this, Andy, is another reason you have to be grateful is that if you're the kind of person that's always aggressive, always pissed off that you're not where the, you need to be, man, nobody's going to want to be around you. Yeah. It's uh, I've experienced that personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, when you're an ambitious person and you're hungry for success and, and that's all you really are focused on. Um, it can wear people out pretty quick. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people do not have that drive at that same level. And you need other people to be successful. If you're going to run a company, you need a team. And everybody on your team runs at a different temperature. You know what I mean? Some people run at boiling point, like myself. Some people run at fucking 75 degrees and sunny. You know what I mean? You have to figure out how to manage all those different, all those different temperatures and the reality of it is, is those people who run at 75 degrees and sunny, they're good for you too. You know, just because they're not going crazy on a daily basis, they're able to look at a, a situation I, I found, you know, in a very even keel manner and find solutions sometimes more effectively than what you can because you're so wound up, you know, and right. you have to be thankful for all those different kinds of people and what they bring. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago. I mean, I, I made a habit of being thankful. You know, my, my every night before I go to bed, you know, I thank God for everything that I've been blessed with. Um, and every morning when I wake up, I do the same. You know what I mean? When I'm brushing my teeth, I'm, you know, getting out of the shower and brushing my teeth. I start thinking about the things that I'm grateful for. You know what I mean? And and, and that gets you in a mindset, I feel, in a, in a productive mindset to where you're able to walk out the front door balanced. You know, and in a, in a situation where you can make clear decisions and where you can, you can, you know, feel good about, you know, taking that small step forward and not be frustrated about not taking a giant step forward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's something I've had to learn. You know, if you're out there listening, if you're an ambitious person, you know what I'm talking about when I say running at a boiling point. Mm -hmm. You know, it's frustrating not to have a fucking bank account that doesn't have $10 million in it. You know, it's frustrating to have, you know, uh, not have the houses or the cars or the fucking company or the respect or whenever you're on your first, you know, five years in business. It's, it, you know, but you've got to you've got to remember that every day is a step forward. Every day is a day that that, you, that you're moving forward and moving ahead. And you have to remember that this is a marathon, not a fucking sprint. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just not. Be, so and also, I think be grateful for the challenges that are on the path. You don't want the easy path. If you want the easy path, you're never going to achieve these Dude, big, the grandiose funny thing, things that the, you see. The in your funny life. thing about the easy path is, is that everybody takes it because it's the quote unquote the easy path. And the reality of the easy path is there's so many more people on the easy path that it creates more competition. So if you take the fucking hard path, you might learn. You might be a little bit harder up front, and you might have to learn these lessons in the hard way and get punched in the face a couple times. There's far less people on the hard path than there is on the easy path, which makes it less competition. People forget that. So here's a question I have for both of you guys. We have all seen, we've all experienced the the guy who, I don't know, he he got into a, a massive car 
car wreck, you know, and his entire family died and he is, you know, scarred, maybe in the face, maybe he lost the, the use of his limbs. And as you look at that guy, there is some sort of just, I would say almost supernatural gratitude to that guy. Like he's living his life with, with ridiculous amounts of positivity. Then you contrast that with somebody else who actually has a pretty easy life, who actually makes a pretty good living, has really everything they need, and yet they are just full of complaining, full of bitching. What literally, what why is it that one person who experiences so much heartache in life and so much loss can actually respond with gratitude, but the other person who whose life is full of stuff is like just basically flipping off the world? What what makes the difference? Dude, it's it's a matter of perspective, you know? If you're the person who's lost both your legs and gone through some serious shit in a car accident or lost your whole family or whatever, you understand how tough things really are. You know, the person who's never been challenged or never been faced with adversity or never had somebody, you know, or had life just, you know, drop a shit bomb on their head, they don't know any better. It's like getting in a fucking, you know, they get in the perfect temperature pool and it's just perfect their whole life. You know, whereas the dude with the with the legs, you know, that the lost his legs, he's getting in a pool that's 30 degrees. He's like, fuck, dude. I don't want to get in a 30 degree pool. I like that 70 degree pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they have perspective and that's just all it is. You know, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know people on both, both people. I know like we all know both those people, you know, and it's the reality is, is you don't really know how good you have it until life just beats the shit out of you. Hmm. And I think that's what it comes. I mean, I mean, I, I think that's what it comes down to. Perspective is the exact word I was going to say. Yeah, it was the exact word I was going to say. It's, you know, my experience with my mother gave me perspective. Right. And, and there's other things that happened in my childhood. And, you know, some people would look at when they knew my full story and they'd go, oh, gosh, I mean, if he was on drugs, drinking, nobody would ever blame me. But you know what? It was the perspective that I got to continue to fight for my mom. Mm -hmm. Right. I got to continue to fight for bigger things with the talents that I have been given to go out and make a difference and to stay positive. That's a choice. I think of my, my dear friend, John O'Leary. He's one of the best speakers in the world today. Guy was burned on 99% of his body when he was nine years old, given a half a percent chance of making it through the first night. I mean, the guy has, has no hands. Yet, you know what? He text messages. We've been on the road speaking before. We were in Atlanta. I'll never forget. We were on a quick layover for a, heading over to the Carolinas. And he's like, hey, you hungry? You want a sandwich? And I said, yeah. And he, he pops up. He runs over, gets the sandwich. I mean, the bags are hanging from his arm. I mean, but he's like, I'm going to go, right? Pays with a credit card. He lets nothing hold him back. But that's his positive choice to say, I don't care what the world threw at me. I'm going to take this perspective and I'm going to make something of my life. I'm not going to walk around having people feel sorry for me. It drives him nuts if everybody and it tries to tell him you have a disability, you have this. There's nothing wrong with that human being. He's one of the most powerful people I've ever met in my life. I think along with that, one of the things I've noticed about people is that they they don't in those moments, even if something really, really bad happens to them, there's something about them that they, they don't take themselves too seriously. I think, Andy, you've told the story before about, well, the whole story about how you got stabbed. But I, I would love for you to tell briefly the segment of the story where you walked into the grocery store and you were sort of sensitive about about your face. And then that lady said something to you that was really funny. And it was almost like she was poking fun. Well, she, everybody she was laughing. Dude, everybody used to come to me that I hadn't seen in a while, you know, I had 160 stitches in my face. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my face was swollen the size of a fucking grapefruit. All right. And everybody used to say, they'd either look at the floor or they would look at you with like huge eyes and they say, dude, what happened to your face? So 
you know, it, I worked at a retail counter at our first store. So I'm like dealing with this nonstop. Either people won't look at me, which annoys the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, fucking look at me. Okay. Second of all, you know, then it would be like, dude, what happened to your face? And then I'm like, well, why don't you mind your own fucking business? Yeah. So like nobody could do it right for me. Right. Cause I was pissed off. I was pissed off of the world. And, uh, and, and so, you know, every, it wasn't their fault. It was the way I was perceiving it. You know, people were curious, you know, or people were uncomfortable. That's not my, that's not them being, that's just them. And, you know, I looked at it as like them insulting me. It's perspective, right? Right. So I'm going down, I'm going down the grocery cart aisle uh, or the grocery store aisle. And, you know, I was going around the, uh, <clears throat> around the corner of the uh, grocery store and I bumped carts and, you know, like this lady was coming. Well, I, I didn't know if it was a lady or man. We bumped carts. I looked up and it ended up being a lady, but she goes, dude, what happened to your face? And, and the thing was, is like her face was completely like burned off. Like you could not tell if it was a man or a woman and it ended up being a woman. But the fact of the matter was she knew that I knew that what people fucking did and the way they acted. And she made a joke out of it. You know what I mean? Which shows a great attitude. Oh, yeah, dude. She was cool as fuck. She survived a plane crash. She was the only survivor of a plane crash. We talk, I'll never forget talking to her. I, mean, I wish I still kept in touch with her. But, um, you know, we talked for five, ten minutes, and it's something I'll never forget. But it taught me instantly, like, you know, dude, this is perspective, right? It could be way worse. And here's somebody with something that, that I, I perceived as worse than what I had that put me right in check, where it's like, dude, you're being a pussy. You know, and immediately all the depression, all the frustration, all the judgment of other people saying what they were saying to me went away. And so where people would now say, you know, those same things like, hey, what happened to your face? Or they look at the ground. I would just tell them what happened. I'd be like, hey, dude, you know, I look at the ground, man. I just got a fucking accident. No big deal. And I make a joke out of it. People were like, oh, man, you know, and they'd be embarrassed. But it was good because it would clear it up right away because people don't know how to act. You know, you see people you see people look at people who are in a wheelchair or they have some sort of disease and they're on, you know, and they, they'll like look at them and they look away real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's not, that doesn't, don't do that. If you, if you fucking do that, don't do that mm-hmm. because it makes people feel like shit, you know, acknowledge them as normal humans because they are normal humans. The you know? same, I have to say the same applies when you're driving down the road or you're, you're, you're like maybe somewhere in the city and you encounter a homeless person or somebody on the, yeah. don't look away. Don't act right. like they're not there. That to me, that's the same, the same dude, principle. It's, look, man, it's so, natural reaction. People just yeah. uncomfortable with the situation, but I'm yeah. just telling you from the experience I've had in life that it doesn't feel good when you're on the receiving end of that, right. you know, shake somebody's hand, say, how you doing? Treat them like a normal fucking person. Right. Well guys, if you want the show notes for this episode, it's the mfceo.com forward slash P 34. I want to mention just real quickly that, um, we, uh, some of you have noticed we've, we've had a couple of times where we, we don't have episodes. We are gearing up for a really exciting 2016. We've got some, some incredible, uh, guests lined up. So, uh, you know, stay tuned in and stay listening. I know you will. We got a bunch of loyal followers, but I'm just excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm, Andy, as we wrap up, uh, I just wanted to just get your thoughts on two things. One is that you often talk about how gratitude goes hand in hand with another quality that you think is absolutely indispensable to an entrepreneur, and that's humility. And then the second thing is if you could just tell people, share some ways that they can be, show gratitude to the people that they work with and uh, people that they lead. Before Andy finishes, can I just mention one thing? I just want to say thank you to everybody listening right now. Enjoy the holiday seasons with your family and 
a big thank you from all of us because of the fire, the conviction, the passion, the interaction you guys show with each other online and that you show to all of us gives us fire and energy to keep going. So yeah, I don't you. think anybody realizes how much we draw from you guys listening. I mean, a lot of the things that we come to talk about, a lot of things that we bring up, they come from conversations that we've had on Instagram or on Periscope or on Facebook. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have, have had the success that we've had. But I think, you know, you guys listening have to understand that that all comes from you guys, not just because you listen, but because you interact, you offer feedback, you, you poke us in ways that make us respond certain ways. And dude, we're appreciative for that, you know? Absolutely. One <clears throat> of the things that we've said before in this show is your, your peer group determines whether you dominate or do nothing. And I, for one, can say that I have upped my game because of the example of the fans and the people that listen to the MFCEO project. You guys have raised the standard. Well, dude, and a lot of times, you know, you guys don't realize, like, you know, I have those bad days just like anybody. And Vaughn, you have them. Ben, you have them. Everybody has them. There's days where I come to the office and I'm like, fuck this, dude. I don't want to do this shit. I'm fucking tired of it. You know, for real. And I'm yeah. just being real. Most people won't admit that. I get I, I get frustrated because I'm I'm a I'm a product of what we're talking about in this podcast. I'm so ambitious and so hungry and so on fire all the time that dude, I get burnt. And, you know, a lot of times, man, I come in the office and I feel that way. Dude, it it, it never fails. It's really actually kind of eerie how it happens. I'll come in the office and I'll go and I'll go me and Chris. Now we share an office because our company has grown to a point where I don't have an office anymore, believe it or not. But <laughs> I go in there and there'll be a fucking like stack of letters from people who listen to the show and I'll open one up and I'll read it. And I'm like, fuck dude, this is why I do this shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm a very, very thankful and appreciative because I, and, and a lot of you guys don't realize that how much that fuels me to keep going down the path that I'm going, you know, so it's, it's, it's a mutual relationship that we have going on here. It's very cool. So, um, but yeah, you know, closing up on gratitude guys here, here's the reality of the situation. You have to have gratitude succeed because if you don't, you will burn out. All right. And if you don't have gratitude, what will happen? Vaughn, you mentioned the humility. What will happen is you'll start believing your own headlines. And we all see this. We see entrepreneurs like this all the time. They become successful and they say shit like, well, I, you know, I'm not, I earned this all myself. I did this all myself. I'm the, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm the best at what I do. This, that, and the other. And they're always tooting their own horns. Well, what happens is, is they start believing that shit. All right. A lot of people say that shit in the beginning to get them pumped up and give them a sense of confidence. But what happens when you start believing it is that you lose the ability to look at how how grateful you should be for the people that surround you, how grateful you should be for the interactions you have, the opportunities you have, the success that you've had, and you lose the ability to learn because you think it's all you and you don't realize how much these people and these situations and these circumstances has contributed to your success. So being able to put yourself in a state of gratitude on a regular basis is extremely important because if you don't, you're going to lose the ability to stay humble, which means you lose the ability to learn, which means you lose the ability to stay ahead of your competition. So it's not just a feel good fluffy thing. It's something you have to have to be successful. Okay. And, and, and if we talk about practical ways to be, how, how to shift your mindset into this gratitude, uh, state of mind, you know, it's different for everybody. You know, I, I like to think back at night, I do two things. I, I, I pray for, you know, not for uh, things, but to say thank you for what I have. You know, a lot of people 
you know, the only time they are in, in like, dude, you know, if you're not religious or you don't believe in God, this is fine. This is just my personal thing. But the reality is, is I, I pray and I say, Hey, <clears throat> you know, thanks for all these. And I list out all the things I'm thankful for. And I don't ask for anything. Okay. I just pray for the things that I'm thankful for. And then when I'm done with that, that's when I go into my visualization of how, what my life is going to be like two, three, five years from now. And I visualize myself doing the things that I want to do actually in the moment of my goals. So I, I mix the gratitude and the ambition together. Okay. At night, the other thing I do is I've made a habit when I brush my, I've, I've associated brushing my teeth with being grateful. All right. So when I start brushing my teeth in the morning and I look myself in the mirror and I'm brushing my teeth, I'm automatically starting to think about, all right, look, dude, you've, you, you used to sleep on the floor of a fucking retail store. Now, no matter how frustrated you are with last night's numbers performance or this that's going on or this or that, you're fucking driving to work in a motherfucking Rolls Royce. You're doing all right, brother. You know what I mean? And I start thinking about, you know, my family and my brother and my dad and my mom and the people, you know, the friends I have here at the office, the family I have, you know, that supports me. I mean, and I start to run through all that, you know, and, and dude, you walk out of the door feeling great. You know what I mean? And it puts you in a state of mind to succeed. All right. And, and, you know, I just thought this would be something good to talk about when Chris was coming up and everybody get caught up in the fucking, you know, buy me shit mindset, dude, be thankful for what you have. Look around, have a fucking beer with your family. If you don't drink beer, have a fucking water. I don't give a shit, but dude, appreciate the time that you're having. You know, dude, we're in the greatest time in the history of earth, dude. There's more opportunity than we could ever have, you know, go to your, you know, go to your family functions, appreciate the time. And be grateful, you know? That's what this is about. It's not about buying shit. It's not about playing fucking video games. It's about feeling good about where you are, where you've come from, and the opportunities you have moving forward. And that's that. All I do is work, work, work. Never run the sidelines. I only hustle. I never take a day off. I